Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to episode 266 of the Player Player Podcast. Before we get started, I want to give a big thank you to the both old and new additions to our crew tuning in to listen to us do what we do. Was that our sin? Talk about video games. Talk about video games. Every Thursday of every week, we gather around the virtual water cooler to discuss video games and the culture surrounding them. I'm your host, Joseph Hooper, a.k.a. The Hoop Man, along with my co-host, The Plumber, Arsene Lakpa. Hey, everybody, it's me, Arsene. <laughs> I just wanted to tell you guys, um, I'm looking at your pipes here. Yeah, and I'm going to go ahead and tell you right now, there's a couple of leaks we got. Uh, so I've got, I'm going to go up back out to my car. Uh, I gotta go get my toolbox, okay? Then I'm gonna go ahead and get my wrench. Yeah, yeah, wrench out of the toolbox, and I'm gonna tighten those pipes up. I'm just gonna tighten, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna tighten those pipes up so that way you can get those leaks out of here. So don't worry about any leaks. Uh, your boy Arsene, he's got it covered. All right. I hope you got a, hope you got a big wrench, because we got a lot, a Ooh. lot of leaks that came out this week. We had Possibly one of the biggest leaks in gaming history. Definitely the biggest leak in Xbox history. Uh, and we'll talk about how it kind of all went down. We'll talk about some of the juicy little bits here and there. But if you guys aren't familiar, listen to the Player Player Podcast. Uh, we come together here, have a good chat, uh, have a nice little community. We got a little Discord, playerplayerpod.com slash Discord. We're just booling. We're talking about the leaks. We're talking about nonsense. We're talking about Final Fantasy VII Remake DLC right now as we speak. Uh, we're talking about Starfield. Which we'll have our Starfield check in. Don't worry about that. We'll have our Starfield check in. Uh, but I kind of want to just go through the least today. Uh, there's just so much to unpack. A lot of hot takes. A lot of interesting little tidbits here and there. Uh, so IGN kindly compiled a list of all of the biggest leaks that they saw. Um, so we'll just kind of go through and you know see which ones are interesting to us and kind of stick and talk about them i don't know why i'm trying to lead this longer than it needs to be let's just get into it before we get <laughs> into it. it do you uh were you awake when the leaks first started coming out or were you asleep i don't know I your sleep asleep. schedule okay uh, okay surprisingly i was asleep you know with all the starfield i've been playing but yes i right. was asleep okay because uh i was about to go to bed i was like right about to go to bed and then i like check my phone right just you know, right before bed and i look and i'm like huh they're saying like mm. they leaked the next gen refresh. What? And they're like, oh, they leaked this badly. I'm like, wait, holy shit! They they leaked. <laughs> wait, wait, they they're leaking so much. Like, what the? What is going on right now? So I, I like could not believe my eyes at all the stuff that we were getting. We got emails, we got plans, we got all this stuff, and I was like, this is kind of crazy. Uh, to the point where I was like, I can't really even believe this. But because the Xbox Activision drama has been so long going. It's like, oh, I kind of do believe it because we've been getting so many juicy details over the past year that we probably should not have been getting that I feel like that kind of softened the blow of these leaks a little bit because it's like, all right, just uh, even more emails from Phil Spencer, even more like behind the peak curtains that we shouldn't see. But there were some pretty crazy things in here, mm -hmm. starting with the first one. Elder Scrolls 6 is an Xbox console exclusive. Now, Ooh. I'm going to start off by saying I... If I had to be a betting man, I would put a decent amount of money. This was going to be a console exclusive. I don't know where you were, where your head was at before seeing this news, but this one isn't that surprising to me. I think if you asked me like maybe like a year or two ago, I'd be like, nah, there's no way. But in, our, in, in the current state of Bethesda, Bethesda is an Xbox studio now. They, they're running, they're like they're owned by Xbox. I think, what was it supposed to be? I think, not, is it Deathloop that was supposed to be the last one? Yeah, that was like Deathloop was like yeah, one of the last was the one that originally released on PlayStation, right. and you know that was the one PlayStation had rights to. That's right. Um, that's right. Yeah, yeah I'm I mean, definitely uh, <laughs> not shocked. Basically, that uh, it's come out that it is a console exclusive for Xbox. Yeah, I mean, from this, all I gotta say is, hey, PlayStation fans, Switch fans, in some cases, y'all just getting scraps. Unless Game Pass somehow gets on on these consoles, y'all getting the table scraps from now on. I don't even know what I mean. Y'all get Elder Scrolls Online DLC expansions and some Minecraft expansions, <laughs> maybe Minecraft Legends Two or something. I don't know. Uh, but most games, I think, just expected to be Xbox exclusive. Um, 
the mid-gen refresh. Did you see these? Did you see these photos? I did see them. I saw the photos. They look so strange. We, they do look strange. So what we have here is for the Xbox Series X, um, for a long time, Phil Spencer has said, hey, we are not going to do an Xbox Pro model. Like, it's just not in the cards for us. But he never said anything about an Xbox refresh. So mm-hmm. uh, you guys can look up the images online. But uh, essentially, it's just a cylinder. The new Xbox Series, I don't know, whatever it's called, Series X Slim, or I don't even know what they're going to call it, Series X. What do you think they're going to call it? Mm. So, hmm, I don't know. I'd say I'd call it, a, I'd give it a new letter. Give it a Series Ser- C. Because yeah, Series C is kind of round. I mean, you could, but then it's like, this is still the Series X. Just a okay, different form okay. factor. Maybe you add a letter to the X, like X. But it's not a well, pro. No. Yeah, you, you, don't, you won't pro, add a pro. So. No, no, no. But you'll add like another letter, like something like a X and then a, I don't know what letter you would add to X, it. XS. XS. Then, uh, then that no, gets confusing because no, you, know, no. you have a S. Dang. You know they got a couple meetings about this. Like, what the fuck <laughs> do we call this, bro? Too. Series X Pro would be the easiest thing, but but it's not the Pro. It is not the Pro. Better about it. So this guy supposed to be five hundred dollars, two terabytes of storage, uh, some Wi-Fi improvements, some Bluetooth improvements. Uh, do you? Is there anything you like or dislike about this this new Series X cylinder they got going on here? Um. I think cylinders are cool. You know, it's a cool little shape. I can't, you know, knock it or anything like that. The two things that yep. stand out to me, though, are the two terabytes of storage. I didn't think, I thought one terabyte of storage was, you know, uh, straight on my Xbox Series X. I was like, let's go. We're, you know, we've got a nice little beefy machine here. But then I started downloading some games. And I was like, wait a minute, we're kind of pushing to this one terabyte mark just off of a couple games off of Game Pass. So I think two terabytes. Really, and especially with uh, the Xbox like expansion cards being so damn mm-hmm. expensive. Hell yeah! I think this is what, I think this is what they need. Uh, the terabyte is definitely a win, and also uh, I guess we'll talk about it a little bit later. The uh, controller coming with this uh, refresh, I think, is what should be a nice little addition. Yeah, we'll get to that in just a second. Uh, all I have to say is I do the cylinder. I like the cylinder. To be honest, I, I like the cylinder more than a square. Uh, the one interesting thing is they just rolled out the Series X wraps that wrap around <laughs> the Series X. So I'm kind of curious how that factors into this now. Like, are they going to make cylinder wraps? They have I feel to. like cylinder wraps aren't as... With the, with the square wraps or the rectangle wraps, you can kind of clearly define a front face. You can clearly define a side face, X, Y, and Z. Like, for example, say for the Starfield wrap. I don't know. I can pull it up. But yes, I imagine on the front, right, You say you have like, you know, like on the controller, you have like little buttons and stuff, like little markings that are like throttle, thrust, and it's like pointing uh-huh. to buttons and stuff. Like when you turn into like a cylinder... It's like, it's just like, oh, you know what I'm saying? It seem like it's a, they're not sides anymore. Right, I think that's a right. special case with the Starfield one because Starfield, you know, kind of has that whole like, I don't know, spaceship like quality to it. I mean, where you would expect yeah. the spaceship to have sides to it, but any other, like if you're, I'm looking at the other two camos they have, like uh, the camo. Yeah, the camo one doesn't really those, matter. You don't need, yeah. It's I think it'll only kinda... be a problem, like if it needs sides. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how they figure that out. I don't. I don't know what they're gonna do about that. Thought that was interesting. Uh, other than that, I love USB C on the front. That's kind of like the one thing that I'm like, cool. Better Wi Fi, obviously great. Um, Wait, modern do we not have USB C right now on the front. Or is it USB A? N- no, it's USB A. Oh damn. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah no, it's kind of kind of unfortunate. Um. Let me ask you something. There's a lot of controversy about the lack of a disk drive. Mm. Where do you come in on that on that front? I think it, you know, it's finally the time for Xbox to, you know, make their little digital only console. You know, I've seen, you know, some murmurings about this, about how, you know, we're looking back to the Xbox One days. Where they announced mm-hmm. that digital only console and how that mm-hmm. was, you know, literally the nail in the coffin for Xbox. It's crazy right. seeing it come back. 
nowadays because you already saw with uh sony they released a digital only console and that one's you know perfectly fine now is the right. time for xbox to you know get their hands in that market and i personally don't see i don't have a problem with it i think that gaming society is ready for it and it shouldn't yeah. really bring too much like you know hoopla and if you're making yeah. a hoopla about it, it's like where have you been for the past like four years uh yeah, I kind of agree on this. Like, I know this is not the hot, the the best take in the video game landscape because I know there are people who are like, we need to preserve video games. Like, video games, you know, we we need to preserve physical media. Like, people can take games off of servers at any time and X, Y, and Z. That is true. That's a hundred percent true. I, you know, I want games to be as accessible as possible. I want mm-hmm. to be able to go back and play some game that released in 20, 2013, 30 years from now. Um, I want like options to enjoy those things and have like modernized versions of those things. Uh, and I think up to this point, Xbox has done a pretty good job with that. Like if I wanted to, I could plug an Xbox 360 disc into my Xbox one or Xbox series X and play it. And it, uh, there's a good chance it'll be like uh beefed up just out of the box because of like the backwards mm-hmm. compatibility changes they've made. That being said, I have never once even thought to put an Xbox game <laughs> in my Xbox Series X because I just don't care. And you have any is, physical Xbox games? Yeah. Or like 30, oh, 30 or older so games, discs. Older games, yeah. 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 Oh, oh, and uh, yeah, I don't have any Xbox One games. I don't have any Xbox Series X games, uh, I don't think. And quite frankly, I just, I just don't care. Um like I, all of my games are digital, especially in the game pass era. I barely even buy games for my Xbox anymore. Um, and a lot of the games that I buy are on steam deck on steam where there is no disc drive in the steam deck. There is no disc drive on my PC on pretty much any PC. Um, now I do hope with this new refresh design that has no disc drive, I do hope that there is an option to connect an external disk drive for the people that want it. I'm not saying like, I'm not saying, Oh, just like nobody should be able to use disk anymore. Like just move on. I do think people should have the option, but I don't like the take that if you're okay with not having a disk drive, you're like, Oh, like you don't, you're not a real gamer. Like you don't know what's going on. You, You don't care about game preservation. It's like, no, it's just like most people like, let's come, let's come to grips so that most people, most casual people do not care about, putting a disc in their game a lot of people just play games casually they just want to download something maybe the two or three games they buy a year play them they're not worried about disc um but you know those special subsect of people i do i do got want you guys to play your games speaking of that small subsect i don't know if this is also in this ign article but i saw a uh item today that revealed 75 percent of mm. uh xbox series users or series s users and i find that interesting because there you go that's a pretty big data point that most people whether these are casual fans or whatever don't care about the disk drive because the series s is one an underpowered machine quote unquote and mm-hmm. two it doesn't have a disk drive so as much as gamers rant and rave about performance top of the line performance like outdated hardware uh you know discs and physical releases hey most people just do not care most people just literally do not care um i got do you have any two comments on that yeah go ahead okay, go ahead i got two things about this one i was just thinking back really quickly to the naming that we did for the xbox series x uh since it is refresh i'm wondering if they're gonna go and just call it you know xbox series x and just like have it be the newer model mm. You know, yeah, I think, honestly, uh, who, yeah, who did that before? Play Sony did that. You're talking with about the... Nintendo Switch. Oh well, Switch, I guess, did that. Well, no, they got they the, the new Nintendo OLED Switch. Was then... called the new Nintendo Switch? But remember when they like? I remember something happened where oh, they were like, "Oh yeah, they just up the." That's right. That's right. They, they did up some up the battery. Yeah, and yeah, did yeah, some yeah. other things and just so that's a refresh. And that was nobody a small really refresh, right? To be it was fair, definitely a small but... refresh, but I think that they could get away with that. And then mm-hmm. also, I was just you know thinking about this in my head about how well this is even gonna sell, considering okay, 
is this is the price point going to be since it's already the same price isn't i think it's the same price as the xbox series x hmm? if you already are in the xbox ecosystem what the only people i could see possibly wanting to get it are people who have series s's that are a little you know worried about performance and want a, a bit of an upgrade because as an xbox mm-hmm. series x user you know you and me we don't really need this console no. at least i don't see any value in it so only the people that i see are series s that want to upgrade and potential new you know gamers that want to get you know the highest quality xbox experience but like you're saying where if most people are going to the series s anyways what are we doing here yeah I'm more concerned. I, think, I think this is just probably a step to push people to ease people into whatever the next gen console is going to be mm. um it, there's probably because like if you look at what they're offering here it seems like hey we've been able to make some small improvements it probably doesn't cost a lot we actually might even save money by you know ramping up production on these new psus these new motherboards whatever um while also being able to give like a slightly better experience to anybody who comes in mid-generation right like uh i know for me i'm trying to think i got a ps5 or ps4 pretty late Mm. in the generation i don't I didn't get a PS4. I got a PS4 Slim, I want to say. Let me see what the PS4 original looked like. Yeah, PS4. I have the original PS4. It's more, uh, not blocky, but like more edgy. Yeah. yeah, so I didn't have this one. I had the PS4 Slim, right? And it's kind of okay. like, hey, like that was a great experience for me as somebody who's coming in late to the generation and is catching up on all these games. Sometimes it's like, hey, okay, I'll get it. This is what they're offering. This is pretty sick. Cool. Like, there's really no fanfare. Like I, I don't think anybody was like rushing out to get the PS4 Slim, but the people that did get it because they were just jumping into the ecosystem, you know, they get some benefit out of that. Whether it's a lower profile, whether it's the USB C, it's kind of like minor wins. Uh so yeah, I don't know how well this is gonna sell. Uh, but I think we'll segue into that because why don't we just segue straight into the lineup, the game lineup that we saw. Yeah, uh, there's some other excellent. stuff that I want to talk about for sure, but I think the game lineup is probably one of the most interesting aspects of this whole thing. Let me see if I can find the exact image here. Let's see. Let's see. Do you see the image here in this document? Uh, no. I was just gonna scroll up to what you sent. The other day, oh, yeah. like, yeah, I've got it here. I can send it over to you really quickly. Yeah. All right, and <laughs> this is, or you're, I'm sure you referred okay. to the, p- the picture I took. So yeah, this is the the basically the proposed Bethesda release schedule that was, I guess, planned back before COVID, like pre-COVID. So this is like early 2020, uh, got released and. There's not a lot of cra- there's some crazy stuff on there, but so far there's two things I want to point out. One, how accurate it's been so far, and two, based on that accuracy, what we might expect coming in the next couple years. So, uh, the first fiscal year had Doom Eternal and DLC, Elder Scrolls Online, Fallout Wastelanders, Deathloop. I'm pretty sure we got all of that. I don't know anything about Fallout 76, so all this DLC could have been made up. I don't know. Like I don't know <laughs> what the hell's going on with that. But uh, next year, we were supposed to get Starfield, Elder Scrolls Online expansion, Redfall, Doom Eternal DLC, Ghostwire Tokyo, Fallout Worlds, Project Hibiki. So I think this would have been actual 2021. Obviously, COVID happened. We know Redfall got delayed. We know Starfield got delayed. Um, So, and then Project Hibiki was Hi-Fi Rush, which also got delayed. But we did get Ghostwire Tokyo that year, I'm pretty sure. Um, or maybe the year after, I don't remember. After oh, that, one thing really quickly, just to yeah. clarify. So Microsoft's fiscal year runs from July 1st to June 30th. So yes. Thinking, if you, if you I think fiscal but year I, 21, that would go from July 1st, 2021 until for some reason, June 30th, 2022. I thought sure. somebody was saying, I think you're probably right. For some reason, I, I remember someone saying like, this represents the actual year. And so the f- fiscal year okay. in this case, but I don't maybe, know if that's maybe. true or whatever. Anyways, uh, after the Starfield year and Redfall year, and let's, let's kind of take a step back. If, if we're just rating these years off of the actual 
on paper plan. Fiscal year 20 with Doom Eternal DLC, Deathloop. Pretty pretty light year. Deathloop, I, I had a great time with that. That was a good game. Okay. That's, Deathloop is doing a lot of carrying, and I don't know if Deathloop has shoulders to carry Doom, that. Doom is pretty good. Doom is pretty good. But this is... Oh, Doom Eternal and DLC. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you're right. You're right. That's pretty decent. Next year was supposed to be Starfield, Redfall, Ghostfire Tokyo, Project, and Hi-Fi Rush. On paper, that looks <laughs> incredible. Looks so good. That looks incredible on paper. In execution, we already know how Redfall turned out. We already know how Ghostfire Tokyo turned out. And Pretty you have to mid. consider these are three years before today. So the right. product would have been even less polished than what we have right, right. today. Yeah, so assuming they they all came out as is, as they actually came out. So, so let's say even Starfield came out like it did somehow. They were able to get it to this okay. year's level of quality when it came out. Uh, I would say it's a honestly, decent year. It's a decent year, but, it, but I would it's say it's even thing. more of a disappointment year. Because mm, like, yeah. when you have Redfall and Ghostwire Tokyo coming out, and they're both just not hitting, I think you start getting questions. Where you're like, what's going on, man? What's going on over at Bethesda? Like, you're telling me Tango and Arcane are out here putting out misses? But... I guess I guess Tango was supposed to put out Ghostwire and Hi-Fi Rush at the same time. At the, in the same wild, year. Honestly, that's, yeah. that's pretty wild. I, I think they would have got points for that. Okay, here we we're getting interesting. After yeah. that, we're, we were supposed to get Indiana Jones, Oblivion, Elder Scrolls Online expansion, Starfield DLC. Now we're getting interesting. All right. Because mm-hmm. now I noticed two things. One Obviously, stuff has moved around, right? Like, Deathloop and... Deathloop came out first. I think that is correct. Ghostwire Tokyo came out after Deathloop, if I remember yes. correctly. Uh, but then, obviously, Redfall got punted. Starfield got punted. Uh, Hi-Fi Rush got punted. So, all that stuff got punted. Uh, a couple years, two years. And then we look at... Indiana Jones was supposed to be not far behind Starfield and Redfall and everything, which makes me think unless something has drastically changed, Indiana Jones is probably max two years away. Max. It's gotta be, I feel like it's gotta be max end of next year. End of next year would be pretty crazy because I just feel like, where are we really? Like, I feel like Xbox really hasn't settled into that cadence of how they are talking about their games. I think they kind of really fumbled earlier at the earlier in the Xbox Series X generation where they were like, oh, we're talking about all these games that a lot majority of them still have not seen the light of day. State of K3, uh, Fable, um, of uh, what's that other game from Rare? Everwild. 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 Yeah, like stuff like they They like talked about a lot of this stuff way too early. So I'm very curious, like, when is Indiana Jones going to be brought up next? Like, are they going to talk about it next year to get us ready for an early release in 2025? Or are they going to like, Hey, we're going to talk about it early next year, get the hype train started. And we're going to release it at the end of next year. That'd be kind of sick. I don't know. Maybe. How how you feel about Indiana Jones? I don't really care too much about it. I think as a, the idea of the character I like, I think he's pretty cool. He's a suave little fella. Uh, I played Lego Indiana Jones back in the day, had a blast okay. with it, and I've only okay. seen one Indian, maybe one and a half Indiana Jones films, so I'm not mm-hmm. too, you know, immersed in that world. So I'm very, you know, kind of like tangential to Indiana Jones. I think it'll, as long as the game plays well, I'd play it. That's pretty much I'll what I'm say, saying. Uh, I don't really care about Indiana Jones, the concept, mm-hmm. but I'm in a place where, uh, the last mainline project from Machine Games, Wolfenstein 2, absolutely fire. Mm-hmm. Incredible game. So I'm like, if they can bring the same sauce to Indiana Jones with like kind of like their... The great thing about Wolfenstein 2 was there, there was just so... Have you finished that? Never finished. I got you like... Oh, yeah, you didn't finish it. Yeah, it's just like... Th- th- it has that wow factor where like I even... There's so many like memorable scenes where I don't know if you remember mm. this, but... I think it's early in the game where you're basically walking through this town where it's like, hey, like, 
This thing is fully, like, you're basically fully, the world is fully assimilated with the fact that the Nazis just won, right? And you're in this bar, and this Nazi captain or something comes in and sits next to you, and you're just like, what the fuck? Like, and this guy's kind (laughs) of, like, sizing you up, and he's like, oh, yeah, you blonde hair, blue eyes, you're, you're one of us, like, blah, blah, blah. And then I think it just ends up with you fucking him up, but... It's like that that moment was so tense and it kind of felt like a movie. I'm very curious if they can capture that same magic in Indiana Jones. Because if they are, Machine Games might put people on the map. And then that was set up for a really big opportunity for Wolfenstein 3 to come back and finish out. I would love that. Nice. Uh, Oblivion Remaster. You care about Oblivion? I don't really care too much about it. I know people say it's, you know, probably like top two Bethesda, you know, RPG games. You know, that and... Okay. Uh, I think Fallout 76 are kind of, you know, super Wait, high in people's minds. 76? 70, oh, I was about to say. Hey, bro, I'm just saying New Vegas. Lord have mercy. I was like, you trolling, bro? I'm not trolling. I, I simply misspoke. New Vegas and Oblivion, I think, are uh, people's, you know, tend to be their top two. Uh, if you're really into that Bethesda world. Mm-hmm. So I could be I could be swayed into playing it. You know, I'm you know, we'll be coming off of, you know, having a fun time with Starfield. Maybe, you know, if DLC comes out around that time, too, I'll still be in that Bethesda mindset. I wouldn't knock it, as long as it isn't, like... They, they say it's a remaster, though. That's the thing that kind of is throwing me off, because, like, I've seen the I've seen the Oblivion footage. It, mm-hmm. looks, it, it looks crusty. From it what does I've look seen, crusty, yeah. Because it's just, you know, it's just a product of its time. So, right, if they can really right. make it seem like a modern game, I'll give it a try. This is what I'll say. Oblivion, I have the case. I have the case behind me somewhere. Uh, this, I think this might've been my first Bethesda game. I think it might've been. Uh, and I remember like looking at it in the game store and it just, I remember the case just looked so fucking ominous. Like it had this like rune on it. It kind of looks like some fucking witchcraft or something. I was like, and it's called oblivion. I'm just (laughs) imagining like blackness, darkness. And, uh, so I was very like intrigued by this game and i remember i had a blast with it like it is fun it is that full experience where you're going on fun exciting quests and you're doing crazy things and this is one that is talked in high regard i think i mean for me oblivion is one and fallout 3 were kind of like my first introductions that like dang these people can really make fucking rpgs uh so although i don't think this is the strongest year it really kind of hinges on how good indiana jones was going to be I think that's that's an interesting year. I think it's a pretty solid year, especially coming off a year that would have had Starfield and Hi-Fi Rush and Ghostwire. Um, And then we kind of were getting into other crazy stuff, Doom Year Zero and DLC as as the Doom, Resident Doom fan over here. How do you feel about Year Zero? Sounds like a prequel. uh, I know I'm very certain I would know what it would be tackling. Um, Mild spoilers for Doom Eternal. It would probably be when doom guy gets or doom slayer whatever you want to call him uh ends up with the oh, what were they called again like the sentinel people basically like the a race of people like alien type creatures these guys were alien humanoid folks that lived on a st- separate planet from earth doom guy got sucked to their planet and kind of like beefed up there basically he didn't you know there's a little bit of pause yeah, there what? But, he got beefed up. That's where he became uh, the what did, indestructible What did you say machine. before there? You say he got sucked up? He got sucked up and beefed up. <laughs> oh, nah. <laughs> that, Damn. So I'd be what interested is... in seeing exactly where they're plopping you in. If they put you year zero once he gets to hell, oh, no, that's what the original games do. <laughs> nah, okay, never mind. I, I think I know where well, it will be. I'll be very excited for it. Safe to say, I yes. think Doom people just like the Doom gore and carnage and doom engine no, you know, i like the is, lore now bro the lore sure. is good. i mean well year zero implies that there is some fucking story that's going to be in there because we're going back in time or something should have played eternal know. bro you would have known like me no i i got i feel like i got sick with eternal bro that shit was just moving too fast for me <laughs> anyways uh project kestrel project platinum don't know what that is sounds interesting though uh elder scrolls 6 was supposed to come out three years after starfield huh yeah. Huh? How are we doing that? Wow. What the what? So, I mean, it's safe to say I do not think this game is coming out three years. Uh, I think Starfield needed so many resources to like get it into the state it was today. I think it was basically all hands on deck. Um, 
So I would probably say add another two years at minimum to Elder Scrolls Six. So we're looking at twenty twenty eight at the okay. earliest. Okay. And I have a theory. All right. Okay. I, I want to hear theory. I know what you're gonna say. Uh, it seems like this would be a good launch game for the next gen mm-hmm. series, mm-hmm. whatever Xbox. I mean, it just feels like right now it's start things are starting to line up and make sense. So we'll talk about the next gen Xbox in a second, but things are just starting to make a little sense here. I don't know about you. It makes sense to me. As soon as I heard the word 2028 come out of your mind, the gear started turning. I'm like, that's the year that the next gen. We haven't talked about that yet, but that's the year the next generation of xbox should be launching mm-hmm. why not why yeah why not hold your cards just a little bit make sure you have that fully polished product launch it mm-hmm. as a launch title people will go absolutely nuts you won't have to i don't think you would risk having like a situation with like halo infinite cause halo infinite it dropped a little bit after launch mm-hmm. i think year, it got delayed a year because it got delayed you know, a year. they showed it at the launch thing and people were like oh, wait though this looked like doo-doo you shouldn't have to worry about a situation like that for Elder Scrolls 6. You could just drop it on launch and people will go absolutely crazy for it. You won't have people in your uh, comments talking about, oh, Xbox has no games. Xbox has the game. The game. For the, for the, for the generation. I think that could be, and you know, Microsoft has a lot of good they need to do between then now and then. We're talking about, what, five years from now? Uh, but that could if they if they set their car if they set all their plans in motion they end the the, the generation strong with fable you know they have a good showing mm-hmm. with uh you know uh what's hellblade stuff like that vowed and stuff and they kind of set up like hey we can make decent games starting the next console off with elder scrolls might be interesting now we're also supposed to be getting uh uh, licensed IP game. I don't know what that's about. Don't even want to speculate there. Fallout Three Remaster. I thought I thought I saw you talking shit about Fallout Three Remaster. Uh, you're saying who wants that? Uh, yeah, because I feel like a lot of people don't like Fallout Three. I feel like no, it's one of the you're confused, bro. You are. Is it Fallout, Fallout 4? Three? Must be Fallout Four. Fallout Three is one of the best Bethesda games. Period. It is my like favorite that. Bethesda game. So I will say I liked Fallout 3. It was, that was the thing. I kind of had a similar experience that you had with Oblivion where I saw the case and I was like, whoa, okay, what's going on with Fallout 3? Oh, yeah. So, like, yeah. And I had a blast. I definitely yeah. enjoyed the game. I'm not hating on it, but I'm just saying that I thought that the general consensus of Fallout 3 was that it just wasn't, I guess, in comparison to New Vegas, at least, you know, people will always look down upon it. Nope. Nope, you says. Okay. Wrong. Fallout I mean, 3 is I'm, legendary. And the the interesting thing there is like when we talk about New Vegas, uh, whatchamacallit made New Vegas, uh, uh, Obsidian, Obsidian made New Vegas. So it's kind of like, that's not even a true, true Bethesda game. It's just like, kind of like they, they just lended out the IP. So I, I really like Fallout three. I will say I played that game up and down. I have no need to go back to a remaster, especially when the backlog is growing faster than I could ever deplete it. Um, but I'm excited for a younger generation to try that game out or people that miss it the first time around. Fallout 3, I love that game. Ghostwire Tokyo uh, sequel. How about you say real quick. that's not coming out? Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah real quick about Fallout 3. I yeah. didn't realize. They got 90s. So 90, I'm bugging. baby. I'm bugging. You are bugging. I'll take everything, I'll take everything I said back. I thought, it, I thought that people had negative thoughts about it. Nah, people love Fallout 3. Uh, cool. Ghostwire Tokyo sequel, that's not coming out. I'll bet, I'll bet any amount of money that shit's it's not, not coming, coming out, out ever. That's what you're saying. I mean, I ain't no, was it for people playing Ghostwire's Tokyo 1 like that? Uh, I doubt it. No? Yeah, I guess not. I doubt Move them over to Hi-Fi Rush 2 or something. <laughs> Evil Within 2, something like that. Evil Within I mean, 4 or whatever seven, they got to make. Like I said, a 77%, which I don't think is bad enough to where they would say, all right, we're not making another one. I think it is bad enough to just say we're not making another one. I okay, do. I mean, 77 I do. is not the worst score in the world. It's not. It's, it's not, but... It ain't the best. Do, do, do you, Xbox, uh, Ghostwire Tokyo really released as a PlayStation 5 exclusive or a PlayStation 4 exclusive. Do you really want Ghostwire Tokyo 2 to be like the showstopper at an Xbox conference? It's just like people no, be like... Oh, that's... Yeah. People be like, boo. What's something else on the screen? For sure. But all right, 
something we will not boo, mm. right? And the thing that yes. actually, the, I think this is the thing that when I saw it the first time at the leaks, I was like, wait, 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 you wait, 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 what is are we getting here? Is it real? Dishonored 3? Man. Dishonored 3? I never Tell thought me. I would see the day. I never thought I would see the day. We're talking about a legendary franchise, one of the best stealth franchises of all time. I didn't think we would ever get a third one. Dishonored 3 is on the roadmap. I cannot believe it. How were you feeling when you saw that? I thought, I was like, I must be dreaming, bro. There's no way that this is actually real. It, it There's just, I don't know where the story will be taking us. I'm hoping that there <laughs> will be some sort of like, you know, now that Deathloop is out, there will be some sort of Deathloop, like, you know, tie-ins. Ooh, they did um, say that, that there know, was some, a reference. There's some, there's some references, and I think Canon, the whole, like, yeah. Yeah, it's all in the same universe. So I would same, like same to see universe, some okay. type of connections to that. Um, but other than that, I just want to get back to that, you know, that immer- that M Sim lifestyle where I can tackle yep. stealth how I want to tackle it. There we go. There so we I'm go. I'm, For sure. I'm right there with you. I think Deathloop definitely kind of started to scratch the itch of Dishonored where uh-huh. I love like going through all all the different combinations of worlds, taking out these people in whatever way I want it to. But Dishonored still just has such a perfect place in my heart, man. Like going through uh Jindosh's mansion or whatever mm. and like dodging these fucking robots and like taking them out stealthily when they were so hard to beat and like trying to get all these missions a hundred percent complete. No no detections, nobody's found, no rats eating the bodies. Just it just had the perfect <laughs> flow of, my, of of gameplay. And I think this right here is one of the situations where i'm like yes i am glad microsoft bought bethesda because i am pretty sure this game would not have been created if bethesda was independent because i don't think dishonored sold that well i think it was more of like a cult classic um yeah but now that microsoft just needs games to fill the portfolio i'm hyped about this man i'm hyped this is coming back i hope and pray that you know this came out in 2020 this the schedule i hope and pray nothing's changed since then I hope people are still playing on working on it. And especially after Redfall, I would imagine that they would want to kind of, you know, restore the arcane name with a more classic title. So I would hope that Dishonored is the perfect cure to that. That's the perfect medicine to resolve and, uh, and absolve arcane of all the the malice that they've been receiving this year. So for sure, Dishonored 3. I can't Wait. believe it. I'm looking at my Steam achievements here. I could have sworn I beat I beat Dishonored too. Alright. That's I'm between the, you and the Lord, my guy. That's, that's me between and you the Lord, and the Lord, I guess. So I remember I, I stopped what for you a while. Beat. Like a couple of years and I was like, yeah, okay, I'm just off. But then I went gave back it the Sekiro in. treatment. I did give it the Sekiro. It wasn't tough or anything. It was just I kind of fell off. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Oh yeah, we, we didn't talk about the controller at all. How are you feeling about the controller? We got rechargeable batteries now. We got precision oh, haptic feedback. Uh we got uh vca haptics that double as speakers i don't even know <laughs> what the hell that means to be honest i guess they're speakers quieter buttons thumbsticks accelerometer uh, direct to cloud which i guess means you can kind of direct it straight to x cloud without having to, i don't know what that means quite frankly oh lift to wake interesting direct to that cloud before. what does that yeah lift to wake sounds I, cool I think direct to cloud might be similar to like, wasn't our Stadia controller basically like, yeah, if you connect it to Bluetooth, it's directly connecting to a, a console or so like to reduce latency. I don't remember. No, because they didn't let you connect anything to Bluetooth. <laughs> it had to connect, but it was direct to cloud. It could connect to the, the Stadia server or whatever. Right. Wirelessly. But that shit was not through Bluetooth because it was I mean, okay. that, all that bullshit. With the tool uh, or whatever, you know. But this is under the play anywhere section, so yeah, it probably I has something it would have to do to be, with connect yeah. to cloud, connect to the PC. Uh, I guess making the controller a little more universal there. How do you I feel about that. this new controller? First of all, I actually I'll let you go first. Okay, sure. Uh, on that aesthetic look, at first I was like, oh, that's cool, but now I'm looking at it, it looks weird. You know, I don't, I don't know how I'm feeling about the two tone color. Um, I would prefer. I think I liked how they had it before, where the you know at least the front face of the controller is all a single color. 
Um, you know, obviously uh, the buttons would be uh, different colors, but the handles or like the actual like places where you're putting your hands on the controller being a different color and then just the rest of the face being another color. I'm not too sure how I'm feeling about it from an aesthetic point of view. Um, but obviously things may change. Obviously we'll have our uh, Xbox design lab in the future. But also I don't know if we'll even be able to change the the colors of the the handholds since I'm assuming it has, you know, some sort of, you know, has the speaker technology, has the haptic technology. They probably won't be able to be uh, tampered with too much. Um, other, you know, aesthetics aside, I think all the features sound pretty cool. Uh, I'm interested to see how they handle their haptic feedback, uh, with the little controller. Obviously Sony has the game on lock with their adaptive triggers. I think the adaptive trigger, adaptive triggers while gimmicky, they're still fun. I, I still love anytime I feel like that little, that tension when I'm playing a, a PlayStation game. Uh, I just love to, to feel that. Um, but since Xbox doesn't have that, how are they going to stack up to that? Where are we gonna? What are we gonna get in instead of that? So we'll see. And then obviously, all of the play anywhere features and whatnot, and uh, seamless pairing. If it makes pairing between my my PC and my Xbox even easier, and if it also makes a uh, functionality where if I accidentally, you know, connect it to my Xbox that it doesn't turn it on when I'm actually trying to connect to my PC. Come on, bro. Fix those problems, Incredible. and I'm in. I'm locked in. Okay. okay. Uh yeah, I think this design is dog water. I do not like the two tone. <laughs> not a fan of that. Not not a fan of this controller wearing pants. Uh, as I as I heard it being put, um, I will say haptic feedback is great, and the reason it's great is because when everybody's on the same page, developers will actually implement features. Like mm-hmm. when Sony has their own adaptive triggers, yes, it will be in uh PlayStation exclusive games. Even then, I'm like. You guys aren't really using this, but it's definitely not really going to be used to the fullest potential in third-party games. If the implementation for haptic feedback is pretty similar on the this new controller and the uh, PlayStation controller, I can see more devs looking for reasons to implement it. Because it's like, okay, every player will kind of get the same experience when they play this with the haptic feedback. So I'm excited about that. Other than that, it's cool. I mean, I'm not going to be using this controller. I have an Xbox uh, Elite controller, which is better than this. I will say Xbox Elite controller does have the rubberized grips, and the rubberized grips are kind of a game changer. It really mm-hmm. does make the controller feel a lot better, so I'm glad the regular controller is getting that. Kudos to that. Moving on. Let's go a little further into the future, all right, as we start to wrap mm-hmm. up on some of these crazy leaks here. We got the the next generation vision is what they call it. We don't have any images, which I'm glad because I, I would be kind of bummed if I saw what the next-gen console looked like almost five years out. Uh, yeah. But basically, the description they give is develop a next-generation hybrid game platform capable of leveraging the combined power of the client and cloud to deliver deeper immersion and entirely new classes of game experiences. Optimized for real-time gameplay and creators, we will enable new levels of performance beyond the capabilities of the client hardware alone. Um, so there's a lot going on here. There's a lot of buzzwords. There's a lot of like, this seems like, hey, this is how we're trying to sell this to our board of directors. This is how we're trying to sell this to the higher ups by putting a lot of flashy words in there. I don't know how much of this, what the actual tangible benefits of this vision will be. Um, but I mean, there's definitely the CPU specifications that are there. The proposed GPU specifications are there. And it says that we'll have next gen direct X race tracing. Maybe it'll be real ray tracing. I don't know. Global illumination, right? Micro polygon, ML based super resolution resolution. Um, cool. I, I think this is interesting. My, my, most interested aspect of this is we will enable new levels of performance beyond the capabilities of the client hardware alone, which means they are somehow going to integrate cloud to like, I guess, push the the hardware further than it could as if like all the computing was done on the console alone. And the only Hmm. point of reference I have to that is Microsoft flight simulator where they do have a level of cloud computing in that game because the game itself cannot just process the amount of maps and whatever are in this game. Cause you basically have a map of entire cities, entire yeah. states or whatever that you can access. Insanely detailed. 
Um, and I don't know exactly what the technical implementation is there, but I do know they use cloud computing to achieve that. And that's a pretty great achievement when you think about it. Granted, uh, it's a long ass download to download that game. Uh, it's just a huge ass game in addition to all the, the cloud shit it needs to do. Um, but I think that's an interesting proposition. Who knows if this plan will change? Like this is, this is for, you know, the next generation. So probably 2028, um, maybe it'll help elder Scrolls six achieve some new level of performance. Maybe Hideo Kojima will announce his game. That's supposed to be cloud-based, uh, alongside this new console. I'm very curious in what this means. And the second question I have is like, is this where the consoles diverge for the last time? Right? Like, if Microsoft is trying to integrate cloud so deeply into their next gen console vision, what does PlayStation do? Is PlayStation also going to do this? Or are they just going to be like, hey, we're just going to up the hardware one other time. Uh, we're going to do this, that, and the other. And how does that affect how games are developed? How does that affect how the ga- the consoles perform? I think this might be one of the more interesting next gen console reveals we've seen in a minute. Hmm. Yeah, I, I didn't even thought about it that way. Yeah, I think that's definitely very interesting to see. My thoughts on, uh, I guess, this next-gen announcement, you know, at first I was looking at the, you know, the requirements and whatnot. I'm like, okay, sure, it's, a, uh, you know, better specs, whatever. I guess that's to be expected for a new uh, console, a new piece of hardware that's coming out. But it wasn't until you brought up the point about this, uh, you know, new levels of performance beyond the client hardware that it got me thinking that Xbox has got to tread ca- very, very carefully with their marketing of this, uh, of these features, because obviously, uh, you know, flight simulator, you know, people love it and whatnot. It's a, it's a pretty good game, but if it is a game that relies on cloud computing, or if your game's going down the line or relying on cloud computing, I think it could have some, you know, negative, uh, could receive some negative backlash, you know, in the regards of, okay, if this is a cloud computing game, that means it's going to need to be online only, which means that, you know, some people are not going to be happy about that. Some people are going to be sit there and say, what the hell I'm playing elder scroll six. Why do I need to be online? If I'm, you know, constantly, if I'm only playing by myself, like what gives with that? And you, you got to tread that, that, uh, those waters very carefully and market it in a way. So that way people don't feel like they're, Obviously, you're going to have the haters here and there, but so that way people don't really feel like they're online. You got to still make it feel like, oh, it'll be fine regardless of what your connection status is. So that's the only concern I think I might have about uh, Xbox in this regard for this next generation. But we'll see how they handle I just don't want another Xbox One situation. You know, di- first we were talking about everything being diskless. Now, if they move to saying, hey, everything's got to be in the cloud. All your games got to be online. I know that would never happen, but. Mm-hmm. I just don't want something like that to happen. Yeah, I agree. I think gamers will not go quietly into that gentle night. They are fucking loud. And if you and try crazy. and if you try and completely change how they approach their games all in one go with no other options to eject, that's a bad time. I think that is history destined to repeat itself. Um and also it's very interesting now that Sony kind of has the blueprints for the the Xbox plans so early like do they like what do they do right I feel like Xbox has such a strong or Sony has such a strong upper hand with all of this information being released at least to like prepare for the next generation granted all this stuff can change but you can only you have to lock down the design for that next console within the next year or two because you have to get prepared to like start ramping up production and whatnot so I'm very curious yeah if this, if Sony is like very static that they got their hands on this information. Anyways, it's a long time from now. I just thought it was interesting and rapid fire. We got a quick email rapid fire place. Phil Spencer talking about buying Nintendo, uh, (laughs) summary. He said it would be a career moment. Uh, like he said, Hey, they're too strong right now. They got too much money and there's no, there's no reason for them to ever agree to, uh, have us go in and, and buy them. They basically said their board of directors right now just does not care about their stock price getting increased, which is true. Cause every time Nintendo does something pretty good, like I go look at their stock and that shit has been flat forever. I'm like, dang, bro, what is, <laughs> what is happening here? 
Uh, so Phil Spencer was basically saying, hey, like if somebody goes onto their board of directors, starts buying enough shares and basically forces Nintendo to increase their share price, maybe they'll be willing for a purchase. But he said that's going to be the long game. and He does not suggest a hostile takeover. Uh, and I think he was suggesting this to somebody who was outside of the gaming division is what it looked like. Uh, mm. Basically saying, yeah, this is why we probably shouldn't hostile take over Nintendo. We should play the long game. What do you think about that? There's a lot of uproar on this. This might have been one of the most popular talking points this week. Yeah, people, I think, went a little too crazy. They made it seem like, oh, like Phil Spencer is, you know, trying to go crazy. And like he's actually, you know, about to ready to pull the trigger or something like that. And I think that, you know, obviously, if you once again, you got to got to do your homework. You got to read what <laughs> the man is actually trying to say here um, about what he meant with Nintendo. So I think, I think he's right. You know, you can't go in there and take over the big dog Nintendo. It's just too difficult. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I definitely agree with him that, Hey, you got to wait for a Wii U moment where people are like, what the fuck What's going on? And that's when you swoop in and, and, you know, seal the deal. But I think those days are long over. I think Microsoft, Acquiring Nintendo is no longer on the table, no longer even an option just because of what transpired with Activision Blizzard. Uh, Obviously, I don't think they knew that this was going to be their primary target before this email went out. Uh, And now that they've already gone through all the trouble of getting Activision Blizzard, now that they've seen how much of a fight that uh, FTC and everybody else has put just to allow them to acquire the Call of Duty manufacturer, not to mention the Mario manufacturer. I don't think Nintendo will ever happen, uh, regardless of if this, the the share price goes up or down or board of directors force a sale. Xbox is not buying them. It's just not happening. I do think it's yep. very interesting to, to see the insight, though. Um, one email I did want to mention here is uh, Phil Spencer said he felt great after the PS5 reveal, uh, long story short, he was basically like, hey, you know, I was a little worried because, you know, whenever the competition reveals their console, it's always a tense moment. But, you know, I saw their their uh, their lineup and, you know, I felt great, man. I think we 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 were better on hardware and software. I think, you know, he's like, I know we shouldn't be overconfident, but I just got to say I'm feeling really good. Oh, no. And I got to say. Maybe maybe Phil Spencer indulged on the crack pipe a little bit. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think because I'm trying to think back. When was the when was the PS5 originally revealed? I got to uh, go back it, and look. It must have been because it wasn't that Spider-Man Miles Morales reveal, right? Original. Oh, ooh, wait, maybe. What was PS5 revealed? PS5 hardware reveal. They did a deep. Oh, this no. is the hardware. Okay, that's right. It was yeah announced way before that. They didn't have the deep dive until March. Uh, so Wait. I oh, remember oh, no, they, they did the deep dive before the hardware reveal. Oh, so the deep is that dive what was it in was? March 2020. Yeah, that's what you have the uh, video. Uh, I don't have the I have the video of the hardware what? reveal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Okay, I'm sorry. Are you talking here. about the deep dive like, reveal was because they did I remember they were just going Mark over Cerny? Like specs and stuff. Yeah. Mark oh, Cerny oh, was just talking oh, about oh, shit. Oh, oh. And I was just sitting Wait. there like, what are you talking about, sir? What are these specs? I don't they, I me... have no concept of anything See, about this. Let's let's get some concept. Let's get some context here. Uh let's see. I'm trying to look for this email. Where's the PS5 email? Because I'm I need to find the date on that. Because I need to know if Phil Spencer had the crack pipe in his hand, or if it was know, uh, the date that Phil sent, his sent email? that email. It was yeah. on March 19th. March 19th, and the deep dive came out. It had. It must have been like the day before something like that, because he said he like watched the deep dive. Yeah. From oh March, March 18th. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 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 So Mark so what I say is the deep dive. He's a system architect, and then it was a, Spencer goes over and is like, "Oh yeah, our shit's better." So it was, it was the old Trojan horse. They put out Mark Cerny giving this fucking snore, snooze fest ass hour long dissertation. <laughs> I remember we all watched this. We were like, "Bro, what is what is this man talking about?" He's we're asking terrified. a photo of 
asking for photos of our ears. Phil Spencer said, oh, yeah, this is a dub. And then I need to see the email after the, the PS5 reveal event when we saw Miles Morales, Horizon Forbidden West, and all this shit. I would have sent an email from Phil being like, yeah, my bad, bro. My bad. You know, maybe, maybe we came off a little too strong. But, okay, I understand, Phil. I understand how you feel like you were, you, you were uh, better on all fronts. Uh, I'm sorry to say that was not accurate, man. That was, that was not very accurate at all. So uh, I appreciate the confidence, Phil, but uh, check yourself. And I think he did check himself because there was also an email in here. I won't go too much into it. Basically being like uh, 2022 is about to be a fucking disaster. He's like, yo, we we had to delay Starfield. We had to... Like Halo was already like an issue. Like he was basically saying, we ain't got no games, man. We ain't got no fucking games. Uh, and, and we need to get some shit on game pass ASAP. Um, which is pretty fucking funny. Uh, so Phil understands he's not, he's, his head isn't in the sand. He knows what's going on. Sometimes he feels a little confident when he maybe shouldn't. Sometimes, sometimes he's a, he's a little worried. He knows he has to get in shape. So, I, I will say, I think that it is clear based off the emails that Xbox is learning from all the mistakes they're making, the Redfall mistake, the Halo mistake, um, kind of like the gaps in content, all that stuff. So hopefully this is the stuff that I, I do want to see, and hopefully this gets them in tip-top competitive shape. I think uh, Starfield is a good starting point, and we'll see how next year uh, lands. I think next year they really need to have like a flawless year. Not flawless yes. in that everything needs to be tens, but if everything is an eight or above, like if Avowed is good, very solid, very fun, if uh even Hellblade, I don't expect Hellblade to be a ten. It might be a nine. Yeah, no. But it might be an eight point five. But if it's an eight or higher, okay. Like we're we're starting to sell into the groove. We're starting to put out trusted content. Uh can we get there? Uh alongside this fucking cylinder series x only time will tell we'll see that next year everybody it's time to go we've been talking for a long 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 time uh there was a lot of leaks here we had to dig through it all and i appreciate you guys for sticking with us is there anything else from the leaks that you wanted to talk about uh i guess the overall leaks themselves i thought it was interesting that it uh the call came from inside of the house microsoft was the one that that somehow what did they attach it to an email and yeah didn't censor it or something and then ftc was like okay we'll put all this up sure that is just insane do you what do you think happened to that person i i know like whenever something big happens at a company where it's like oh clearly one person messed up we're like oh Mm. they're gone do you think this person is gone or you think it's like hey executed bro i'm talking oh you think they're dead taken out back okay you know George Who pulled from, the trigger. Of my probably Sarah Bond. Wow, she does have Bond in the name. She's got so. Bond in the name. You you would automatically you would probably think Phil Spencer would do it since he's the head honcho. Send somebody no. underneath you a little bit. Yeah, you do have you to send, send somebody like, the dirty work. You have to send one of your trusted men, right? You can't you can't it can't trace back to the head honcho because if the head honcho goes to jail, the whole organization falls apart. Exactly. But if it's one of the men below you, it's like, we can bail you out. We can get you out and it'll be all good. We'll clean the record, Sarah. And you know, we got to be inclusive. Absolutely. Why, why, why leave that strong. work to the men? Why leave that work exactly. to the men? Uh, yeah, it's kind of crazy. I couldn't believe it. Uh, Xbox, Microsoft, clean your act together. Apparently, we're supposed to be getting a decision on the Activision Blizzard case. Speaking of x xbox leaks and ftc and all that stuff uh, i think we're gonna get some update next week so maybe we'll talk about that um Excellent. let's save the starfield update for next week when we play a little more i know there's some crazy stuff going on in your game man I'm, i've just cracked the surface all i'll say is i love this game more and more every every exactly. extra 10 hours i put in i'm like wait a second bro like there was the moment the moment where you're like okay the story is now at like the story mm-hmm. has had a couple different escalation points where you're like, okay, this is like run-of-the-mill story. Then you're like, okay, this is kind of cool. I like this little twist. And then you're like, okay, now, now the story's getting kind of crazy, and I can't wait. I've already heard some stuff about like what I can expect going forward, and man, I cannot wait. I'm very excited to see. So I'll yeah. leave it at that. All right. 
With that, everybody, thank you for listening to Player Player. As always, if you want to join the conversation, you can join us on the Discord, playerplayerpod.com on Discord. Uh, If you want to show us some love, five stars on iTunes, five stars on Spotify or wherever you listen to us. Big shout out, as always, to Aaron Miller for the intro music. Shout out to him at the Miller Child on Instagram. Uh, you can find me on social media as the Hoop Man, where the E is a three. Uh, and you can find my co-host, Pax Arsenica, which is his Twitter and Twitch channel. His real name is Arsen, which is why you can find him at Arsen Lockpro on Instagram. Uh, go, go talk to him. Go talk to him and say, hey, you missed your court date, and we need you to write down this this code <laughs> and then talk to my captain. Tell, tell Arsen that. I'll give, you, uh, I'll, I'll give you all my information. Also, a uh, quick shout out to Brink. I'm just going to keep shouting them out until we figure out wait, something else to we do. We shout out somebody. I, next All right. At Who, episode. Wait, let's, oh, actually, this... let's, what about, uh, wait, go ahead and pick somebody. I picked Brink, I'm gonna pick, I think. I'm going to pick Oatmeal. I was going to say Oatmeal. Okay, there we go. Shout out Oatmeal. Home, every week, I think we should do a different person, and then we, you know, we just penalize the, or, you know, praise the person from last week. Right. Okay. Shout out Brink. Oatmeal, you're next. Let us know if you listen to this episode. This is a very specific episode. I don't know if he would have gotten to the end of this one. Probably not. Oh, well, he's going to know what's about. That's not good for him. Sorry. That's not good for him. All right. Goodbye. See you.